0: This is Power Source, a podcast by the Citizens Utility Board, where we track down the answers to your utility questions. I'm your host, Hannah Finnerty. Illinois hit a grim milestone at the end of 2020. Residential consumers have now lost more than $1 billion alternative electric suppliers since 2015. More than 1.6 million customers are signed up with alternative suppliers and are likely paying far too much for their electric and gas supply. Cub has fielded countless calls from consumers about misleading marketing and bad deals that charge double, triple, or even worse for their electricity and gas. The Illinois Commerce Commission just launched investigations into three alternative suppliers after receiving hundreds of complaints from consumers about unresponsive call centers and an unexpected fee that had caused bills to skyrocket overnight. It seems like I at least mention alternative suppliers in every episode of PowerSource, and after hearing about the latest ICC investigations, I thought it was about time to devote an entire episode of the show to unpacking these alternative suppliers. To help me with that, I asked Matt Harvey on the show. He's a program coordinator for Cubs Outreach Department and has six years of experience in identifying alternative supplier ripoffs at utility bill clinics and helping consumers navigate the market. So thank you, Matt, for joining us for a little chat about alternative suppliers, which you certainly have a lot of experience with. So to kick things off for our listeners, can you just break down what are alternative suppliers and what role do they play in the natural gas and electricity markets?
1: Sure. That's a great question and totally makes sense that we we talk about that on the podcast quite often. It's just, it's a very real part of our jobs and it's it's something that we we deal with pretty frequently. So Um, Traditionally, the utility charges you for the power you use, as well as the cost of delivering it to you. Um, But here in Illinois, you can actually choose another company to supply your power. Um, So your utility bill is generally broken down into three different components. You've got the supply, you've got the delivery, and you've got the taxes and fees. The delivery and the taxes and fees are what you pay into to basically help maintain the infrastructure, right? Um, You know, paying for getting the electricity or gas from point A to point B. Point A being generation, B being your home. Um, But the supply is the part of the bill where you pay for the energy that you're actually using. Um, And again, here in Illinois, you can choose an alternative supplier and they'll take over that portion of your bill and procure that energy on your behalf. Um, And if you choose another supplier, again, you'll still get a bill from your utility, whether that's ComEd, Ameren, People's Gas, NICOR. Um, But because the the utility delivers the power to you, you can still like, for example, call the utility in case of a power outage. Um, but a different company and its price will be listed on the supply section of your bill, which um, you know, generally can be found on the back of your your Comed bill or in the front of your Ameren bill. We find that most of the time, I would say like nine out of ten times, the utilities supply price is often the lowest price. It's actually illegal for the utilities to make a profit off of what it charges you for supply, meaning like the, the investor owned utilities here in Illinois. Um, But alternative suppliers, on the other hand, can charge you whatever they want because the market is deregulated.
0: Yeah, I hear a lot of those stories about ripoffs from the outreach and consumer advocacy departments at CUB. And I've written about some of these truly, truly horrendous supplier deals. So then are all alternative suppliers trying to rip you off? Are they all bad deals?
1: Not all supplier contracts are ripoffs. However, we find that a majority of the time folks end up losing money over the lengths of their contracts. In the current market, it's likely that the regulated utility is your best bet. Um, If you're considering switching over to another supplier, it's really important that you ask some good questions and read the fine print before signing up. Um, I spend a lot of time, like I mentioned, out in the field at these utility bill clinics, talking to, you know, folks in real time, kind of looking at the supplier contracts, figuring out how they got signed up and how we can get them off those contracts. Um, And a big one is that, you know, pre-COVID, these folks were coming door to door trying to get you to sign up. They would say that they're from like the the electric company or the gas company in general and that they can lower your bill. Um, So we definitely recommend that you don't give out your electricity or gas bill account number unless you're sure that you want to sign up for that offer. Um, A dishonest sales representative can use your account number to sign you up without your permission. So be extra careful when it comes to kind of like showing folks your bill Um, especially if it's somebody who's claiming they're from just like, again, like the electric company or the gas company. Um, It's also important to find out what the company is charging and how that compares with the utility's price. Is it a fixed rate, meaning, you know, is it just one rate for six months or 12 months, or is it a variable rate that changes monthly? Um, It's also important to ask if the rate is an introductory rate and how long that will last and what the new rate will be. Um, Your low price, if you do sign up for an introductory rate, will most likely disappear after a few months, causing your bill to jump up. Um, And I think this is a really common trap that folks fall into is that, you know, these companies will say, hey, we can save you 15% on your electricity bill if you sign this contract. But if you read the fine print, that 15% savings generally just lasts for a few months. And every contract's different, I should say. That's why it's just very important to pay attention to the fine print.
0: We get a lot of questions on social media about flyers and advertisements for green supplier deals. What are green alternative supplier deals, and are they a legitimate option for people who want to do their part and help out the planet?
1: Sure, that's a great question. We actually get asked that a lot out in the field because I think nowadays, Illinoisans are very interested in clean energy, and they're very interested in reducing their carbon footprint. Um, And I think right now, fortunately, we have a menu of options where people can, um, you know, sign up for various ways to reduce their their carbon footprint, whether it's through like efficiency or signing up for a community solar contract. Um, But there are these alternative supplier, quote unquote, green plans or RECs that they're selling. Um, So when you sign up for an alternative supplier's green plan, the company you choose basically will take the money that you're giving them to buy these things called renewable energy certificates or RECs. Um, which is basically measuring the, the positive environmental quality or benefits of that renewable energy that they're procuring on your behalf. Um, so, to dive in further, for one megawatt hour, a thousand kilowatt hours of electricity produced by a renewable energy generator, like, you know, a wind turbine or a solar panel, one wreck is created. So, in short, someone who purchases and claims a REC is ensuring that even if the power that you consume isn't coming from that renewable resource, Renewable energy is being added somewhere on the electricity grid. Um, Once a wreck is bought, it is retired to prevent someone else from buying it. Um, So signing up for one of these plans, and this is important to note, doesn't mean that the electricity supplier is sending you solar energy or wind energy directly to your home. Um, Instead, the supplier is buying wrecks on your behalf to offset up to hundred percent of the energy that you're using. Um, And we find that consumers almost always pay a premium for these plans uh, and the quality of these RECs actually varies, So we definitely recommend that folks shop carefully. It's possible that the higher price that customer is paying for these RECs is partially due to the additional cost of purchasing the RECs, while the rest is actually a markup designed to increase the supplier's profit margin. Um, and if you are interested in signing up for a green plan, we just recommend that you verify the quality of the REC again. Not all wrecks are created equal. Um, ideally, the renewable energy would be coming somewhere um, You know, from your local community somewhere in Illinois, for example, fostering new renewable energy development and not necessarily coming from like an old wind farm in Texas, right. We, we think that you should find out, you know, where the supplier is getting their recs from how old they are and whether or not they're green E certified and that's green hyphen E, which is a consumer protection program from the Californian um, nonprofit Center for resource solutions. It's basically designed to help people navigate you know, what RECs are reputable and coming from verified sources. Um, You can also buy the RECs independently, so you don't necessarily have to go to an alternative supplier to procure these RECs. Um, We recommend that folks visit green-e.org and be sure to read the fine print before you're signing anything.
0: It's important also to note that people pay a premium for these green plans, so you should most likely expect a bigger bill if you go with one of these offers. But there are definitely other options if you want to do your part for the planet and go green. So, Matt, could you just run through some of those options for us?
1: You know, instead of signing up with one of these offers, we recommend that folks take advantage of the other options we have in Illinois. And we have quite a few thanks to legislation like the Future Energy Jobs Act. So we have energy efficiency programs that you can take advantage of, things like hourly pricing where you can pay the real-time electricity and try to shift your usage outside of times where we rely on fossil fuels to generate that energy. Um, We also have peak time savings, which is a simplified version of that program. Um, And you can also take advantage of actual solar power here in Illinois. So there's Community Solar, um, which is a solar program created by the Future Energy Jobs Act that lets you buy a portion or subscribe to a portion of a solar installation somewhere on our grid. Um, The idea is that, you know, you would offset part or all of the energy that you use that month with that particular solar installation. Um, And of course, you could also put solar panels on your rooftop. It's a really good time to go solar now in Illinois. Um, There's a federal tax incentive that exists that can reduce the cost quite a bit. We're a state that's one-to-one net metered, which means that, you know, whatever you're putting off onto the grid, you're getting a credit back, which is really useful with your solar installation to basically... Um, you know, help you have a a pool of credits that you can dip into when it's winter and not as sunny out, right? Um, And then there are also some state incentives that um, are currently dried up, but with the Clean Energy Jobs Act, which is a bill we're working on getting passed this spring, um, we're going to re-up that funding, making sure that people have access to the state incentives that also offset a pretty good chunk of that solar installation cost.
0: It sounds like there are plenty of options to help out the environment without paying a ton of money on a green alternative supplier plan, and we've actually done podcast episodes on some of those programs that you mentioned as well, like going solar, community solar, uh, demand response programs like hourly pricing, and I will link those episodes in the show notes for folks. You mentioned earlier that alternative suppliers sometimes sign you up for their service without your consent, and you may not even know it. So how can consumers check on their bill to see if they are signed up with an alternative supplier? And if they are, how can they cancel their service with the alternative supplier and switch back to the utility?
1: Every utility bill is different in the sense that, you know, where the the supplier will be on the bill um, changes based on what bill it is. But generally speaking, you can find it on the supply section of your bill. There you'll find the name of the supplier, their telephone number and their website. Um, If you do find that you have an alternative supplier, I want to, you know, strongly suggest that you look at what they're charging you per kilowatt hour or per therm and compare that to what, you know, your your current utility is offering at the time, making sure that it is the right choice to switch out and that you are being overcharged. But if you do find that you are being overcharged, um, call that telephone number there, um, let the supplier know that you want to cancel and you would like to go back with your default utility. You know per all things calling a customer rep they're always going to try to you know play the game with you and be like oh you know you know mr smith miss smith please stay with us we'll you know you're paying 10 cents per kilowatt hour now we know but we'll give you something better we'll give you eight cents per kilowatt hour which you know of course is higher than the the regulated utilities rate however you know still a bit lower than what they're charging you but it's still a bad deal so we just suggest that you you know kind of put your foot down let them know you would like to cancel um, and then from there, they should process that cancellation. You don't need to contact um, your utility company. It should be automatically processed. Most of the time they'll give you a cancellation number so you can follow up and see where it's at. Um, it does take a billing cycle or two to go back to the default utility. And the utility will also send you a letter in the mail saying, you know, hey, you've, you've made this change, you're going back to ComEd, you're going back to Ameren, whatever it might be.
0: Are there any other reasons you might see an alternative supplier on your bill if you didn't sign up for a plan yourself?
1: So there are a few different ways you can be signed up for an alternative supplier contract. Um, You know, oftentimes it's that you spoke with somebody over the phone or they came to your door. Maybe you saw them at the movie theater, right? Sometimes they set up booths at the movie theater or the grocery store. Um, But in some cases, uh, you can be signed up through your municipality. So there's a thing called municipal aggregation, um, which allows the municipality you belong to, to negotiate a contract with one of these suppliers, which then opts all of the citizens then to that contract. And it sounds a little crazy, but it's actually in most, most of the cases, the, the residents of that municipality who opt into those muniag programs end up saving money because they think there's a bit more oversight built into those programs. Um, It is an opt-out program, not opt-in, meaning that when the municipality decides to contract with one of these suppliers, all of the residents are put into that contract, but you do have the option to leave at any time. Um, It's, you know, usually a good deal for the residents, but it depends on when they, you know, sign that contract, right? In some cases, they could have um, negotiated a contract with the alternative supplier when um, the utility price was, you know, a bit high, and then all of a sudden, you know, next year the the regulated utility rate drops and then it might not be as good of a deal so you know per this whole conversation about suppliers we just recommend that you keep an eye on it that you look who your supplier is what they're charging you um, and then making a decision based on what the price to compare is at the time with your regulated utility
0: Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of PowerSource. Hopefully you learned a thing or two about alternative suppliers and how to avoid bad deals. A huge thanks to Matt for coming on the show. And if you want to know more information about alternative suppliers, please visit our website at citizensutilityboard.org. If you have a question you'd like answered on a future episode of PowerSource, send me an email at hfinnerty at citizensutilityboard.org. If you have a specific inquiry about your utility bill or service, please call Cubs Consumer Hotline at 1-800-669-5556. The line is open from 9 to 4, Monday through Friday. This episode of PowerSource was written and produced by me, your host, Hannah Finnerty. If you liked this episode, please hit subscribe in your podcast app and visit citizensutilityboard.org for more information about utilities in Illinois.